same. New code, huh? Hello, welcome to Prince Strike by Track. I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Two Nigs United for West Compton from the Black Album, recorded on the 9th of December 1986 at Sunset Sound and released eventually on the 22nd of November 1994. On the track, you have Prince, mostly, uh, with a little bit of Sheilery on drums, uh, but at the very beginning of the song, because uh, this is mostly an instrumental, you have about 30 seconds of kind of chatter, and in that chatter you have definitely Cat, um, who Prince is coming on to. Um, and then you also have uh, Greg Brooks and Wally Safford, who, you know, were part of Prince's touring band. And there's a few other voices in the background, but I think they're the only ones that are kind of identified. Uh, the track itself is seven minutes uh, and one second, and joining me to talk about it is Spencer Seams. Hello, Spencer. Hello, Darren. Uh, now, for a genre, I think we could say, like, uh, to me, like a jazz funk workout. Um, hmm. Like that's where it feels like. Um, at this time, Prince had a side project called Madhouse, which is like um, a jazz band hmm. that was run by his saxophonist Eric Leeds. And this kind of feels like a song that would fit that band, but it's a bit more. It's kind of more heavy on the keyboards and synths than anything that Madhouse would do. So it, it kind of just feels like a kind of jazz instrumental where Prince is, is just kind of messing around with different hmm. instruments. What was he like? Did he have a formal training musically? Or he was kind of like this, this kind of like taught himself. I guess you could say he was a prodigy, um, but his dad was a jazz pianist. Oh, okay. And so obviously Prince kind of, and he, I think his mother was also a singer in a couple of bands, but you know, neither of them really kind of made it that big. Um, Prince co-wrote a number of songs with his father, um, mostly in the 80s. I don't think there was any songs that I can recall from like the 90s where his father had like a co-writing credit. Um, I think the last song that John Nelson was credited with was Scandalous, which is on the Batman soundtrack. You know, so his his dad was, you know, um, a pianist. And in the film Purple Rain, you know, his father mm-hmm. in that is also a pianist. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff about his dad writing music and not being mm. successful and, you know, that kind of stuff. But which is not true of Prince's dad. Prince's dad was, you know, uh, relatively successful. The name mm. of his band was the Prince Rogers Trio. And that is where Prince gets his name from. It's oh. from his dad's band. Huh. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so my grandma's dad, uh, he was a jazz pianist in the 30s and 40s for yeah. various people. And all I know for a fact is that he toured with Billy Holiday briefly in the 40s. He didn't have like an interesting name like Jelly Roll Morton or anything like that, did he? What was his name? Oh, uh, Gilbert Irvis. Oh, that's a great name. That's a great jazz name, isn't it? Uh, so. And he, he had a cousin or brother. I, I I don't know what he was named Charlie Irvis who played trombone for uh, 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 Duke Ellington. Oh, see, there you go. So Yeah, there's a Wikipedia on Charlie Irvis. I feel like you've got more of a, a jazz background than Prince then, I guess. Uh, <laughs> well, you've got more claim to the <laughs> art form than Prince has. Other than, just, you know, Prince just had his dad. You've got a few kind of uh, yeah. uh, gr- great-grand cousins going on. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> I don't get talk about some sad stuff, but yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Well, I mean, let's, let's talk about this, this kind of opening. Now, there's a few things on here which... Um, and it's funny because like there's a lyrics page that I go to for the, all the Prince lyrics for these songs, and it has kind of almost got every part of this down. But there's little bits and pieces that are kind of missing that you can't really um, hear. 
Um, but th there's kind of this this thing where um, you know Prince. I mean, at the very beginning, you hear Cat say "Serve it at Frankie," and that's something that is sampled on another song that's on Black Album. I can't remember which song it is mm. now. Um, and there's a there's a bit where they say "Squirrel Meat," um, which is which is on a song on Love Sexy as well, which was recorded around the same time. So I know Prince had this weird fascination with serving it up and squirrel meat. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, you, you have, and I like as well that when someone says "Serve it at Frankie," that you hear this is precisely what I intend to do. Um, which I think again, that's Cat saying that, uh, and then you know Prince is like you know kind of I, I don't know it sounds like he's kind of drunk or something, uh, but he's putting on this voice where he's saying you know um, he's kind of coming on and he's saying stuff to to Cat, um, you know where he's like Cat what's happening babe, um, and then she's like you know get out of my face and he's like what you mean and um, and he's like I wanna I want I want you to meet some friends of mine he's like no 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 you like them. They're musicians, <laughs> and I, I, it's just such a weird kind of like. Come on, but there is some discussion of um, you know, come and fuck me pumps, which is you know, uh, obviously there's the expression "fuck me shoes," um, which are a certain type of shoe. Um, but you know, there's like a discussion which sounds like between Sheila and Cat, where she's like, "Where'd you get those shoes?" Um, and in between, you can kind of hear Wally Safford and Greg Brooks talking about you know squirrel meat, and um, you know. There's a part where Cat says, "Honey, it's not that type of party." <laughs> you know, there's, know, there's, it's really weird because you can't really make and kind of like you hear little bits and pieces. And you know, obviously, I've heard this song. I don't know. At this point, I say conservatively, at least about a hundred times, and I always kind of just pick up on different bits whenever I hear it. Um, so you always get like the serve it up, Frankie, um, and I always get the you know you'll like them, they're musicians. But in between. There's little bits that you kind of, you know, stuff in the background that I'll hear or st stuff that Prince is saying that, that I'll hear or, you know, stuff that's going on between Kat and Sheila Ree. So I never I never can hear everything that's being said. Um, you know, and the fact that they refer to someone called Maurice as well. I, I kind of love that as well. It's just this <laughs> does, weird does kind Maurice, of... Does uh, Maurice show up in other intros like this? Yes. Yeah, there is. There, I, I, there's an earlier song on the Black Album... Um, where Prince says something about Maurice and he says, you know, um, he says, Brother Maurice will be round in a minute. I think that's actually on a Sign of the Times song. So mm. he's used the word Maurice before, um, certainly. And I know in the Sign of the Times film, he says he says Maurice when he's referring to Wally Safford for some reason. <laughs> um, so I don't know if it's that's a character that Wally Safford is meant to play. But uh, yeah, I mean, mm. this is just kind of like, you know, um, a kind of crowd noise that Prince is doing mm. before he launches into the actual song. Uh, which which you know starts off with this kind of very yeah. a very flat kind of reading of the title of the song, uh, which doesn't make any sense to me because Prince, um, I don't I don't really think he had any kind of like Compton roots or anything. Like I don't think his family was from Compton. I know that his mother was from the south and his father was from the Twin Cities, and you know um, you know they kind of met when his father was touring. So it, I, I don't know why this West Compton thing comes from. Like this is the really weird thing about this song. Um, you know, although, you know, Prince was recording it at Sunset Sound, um, you know, which is in Hollywood. So uh, I don't know, maybe hmm. it's a reference to that. Wait, was 94 the Rodney King riots? I mean, uh, I think Rodney King was 92. Oh, um, hmm. but it doesn't make any difference because this is actually, you know, the Black Album was recorded to be put out in 87 and then Prince withdrew it at the last minute. It was meant to come out December 87 hmm. and then Prince decided not to release the album and instead he re-recorded, he went 
back to the drawing board and from scratch recorded a brand new album oh, uh, called huh. called Love Sexy and put that out in 1988 instead. So this song was held back until 1984 because Prince never wanted to release it because he thought it was too dark. Um, and I don't just mean like the cover of it, which mm-hmm. is literally just black, uh, but he thought that the subject matter on it was too dark. And some of the other songs, um, you know, you have a song about stalking Cindy Crawford. Uh, you have oh. a song called Bob Bob George where Prince threatens a woman and then gets you know killed. Um, mm. You know, so, so like there are there are songs that have kind of very dark themes, and Prince withdrew the album because of that. Um, you know, so this is and the funny thing is this was kind of played at um, a birthday party for mm. Sheila E on the eleventh of December. So two days after it was recorded, uh, along mm. with Bob George and Lagrind, Prince played this at a birthday <laughs> party, which must have been such a weird birthday party. Um, I would love to have been there to see Prince DJing with his own <laughs> songs that he's just recorded. Um, like, imagine that. Imagine Prince being the DJ and you're like, oh, Prince, can you play, like, I don't know, Kiss or something? And he's like, no, no, no. I'm going to play three brand new songs that no one else has ever heard because I recorded them two days ago. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, the ultimate kind of like DJ who knows what mm-hmm. they want to play. And it's just their own music that they recorded a few days ago. Um, yeah. So, and then we kind of get into, you know, the main kind of meat of the song, which is this uh, kind of manic kind of like jazz thing where. You know, we start off with this kind of bass line with a kind of keyboard hook over the top, um, you know, that kind of repeats itself a little bit. Um, you know, this doesn't really feel like this kind of like a verse chorus kind of thing going on. And I can't I can't hear like a, um, uh, you know, like a structure. I can't hear like a 12 bar blues or something going on underneath yeah, it. There's no um, like refrain or like main theme is this kind of no i guess for lack of a better term like kind of like a a jam and it's just prince as well that's the thing um (laughs) so prince has put down like the beat uh which in itself is quite manic and and quite quite busy for for most of the song until kind of you have like the different kind of instrument breaks where it kind of goes away kind of goes away and you all the way through you have this kind of very kind of um very distinct snare sound uh which to me sounds like there's like a hand clap sample that's on the fairlight which this sounds like that is using like as part of the snare. There's like a hand mm. clap in there. And so you kind of start out with just mostly the bass of the keyboard and you have like this, the drums aren't that prominent until kind of later on. Mm. Um, and for the first couple of minutes, that's all it is. is It's just this, this kind of bass and this, this kind of repeated refrain from the kind of keyboard. And then it kind of turns into the keyboard and not, not really like a solo, but just holding mm. like notes for like a really long time, <laughs> uh, about two minutes in. Um, and then you kind of you get to you know about two minutes forty three, and then you kind of have a bass solo from Prince, uh, where he just kind of you know um, eventually I mean to start off with it just sounds like he's hitting random notes, and then you or or kind of um, you know he does a couple of kind of like uh, mm-hmm. uh, kind of runs where he he does like um, uh, what's it called now he does like scale runs where he's just kind of going up and down the scale, and then he kind of gets into this this kind of specific groove. And he kind of does a bass solo with that kind of groove going on. Um, and then, you know, as that kind of builds, you know, you get to about four minutes in and then that kind of stops. And then you just get this kind of keyboard solo going on, um, you know. Uh, and, and you know, uh, that kind of builds up a little bit for about a minute. And then you get a kind of call and response where the keyboard is doing one thing and the bass is kind of imitating it. And then the bass will kind of do something and the keyboard imitates it. Um, and that kind of goes back and forth for about a minute. Um, and then you kind of get the main outro, which has this kind of like horn sample playing. Um, and it's kind of mostly just the drums, just with that kind of horn sample. Uh, and then you finish, as as with all my favorite songs, with the title just being repeated. 
Um, and then but, that's the end of the song. Yeah, it gets cut off a little bit at the end. And on the on the album, it kind of as it gets cut off, it immediately goes into the next song. Oh, okay. Um, you know, so it's it's kind of Prince deliberately kind of stop it. He he does that in fact with pretty much all the songs on this album. The previous song also kind of just got cut off, and then <laughs> then kind of goes into into the next song. It's like it's like a, it's something that the Prince did in the kind of production of this album was to almost make it like you couldn't you couldn't get a clean ending to any song. Because they all just kind of stop, um, and as I'll discuss on the next track, um, at the end of "Rock Hard in a Funky Place," you have this fade out, and then it just kind of comes back, and you just hear Prince say the words, "What kind of fuck ending was that?" And <laughs> that's like literally that's literally the end of this album, and it's such a great way to finish the album. But I'll talk more about that on the next track. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like having songs not kind of end cleanly is is kind of a trademark of this album anyway. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you know, I. I've got to say, you know, in terms of like Prince instrumentals, you know, there are early instrumentals that Prince had done that mm-hmm. were kind of more um, piano based um, or they were kind of more around like a drum machine uh, and they had more of a structure. And like you said, this just kind of feels like Prince jamming. Yeah, uh, but of course, cool. you know, he's put down the beat and then he's just gone back and jammed something else on top. So uh, with all, so he played all the instruments on it. Yeah. So this is all like, so he played the bass, keyboard, and drums and did the um the horn sample in fact to me it did like the horn sample itself sounds like the fairlight horn sample uh, because at this time he had like um you know he had a saxophonist and a trumpet player he had eric mm. leeds in atlanta bliss and they they play on a number of the other tracks that were on the black album um but mm. that the sound of that horn it's it it's it's very kind of like artificial it doesn't because it, he has sampled that he's had sampled eric leeds and mm-hmm. atlanta bliss before and he's used their like live samples um but on this it just sounds like it's a keyboard horn yeah okay. uh, it just doesn't it doesn't sound real whereas the bass when you, when he you can hear him kind of like doing some slap bass and yeah. that's you know you can tell that's that's really prince playing the bass yeah like uh i used to play bass in various bands and i learned after like five years, I'm not good in bands, so I just quit trying to be in bands. But um, uh, basically, musically, I'm very self-taught, and um, with bass, like I can usually tell when something is um finger style or play with the pick. And because of the production on this, I wasn't really sure until I got to, until I heard the slap bass, and it's like, oh, okay, like the the, <laughs> yeah. the bass um sound was a little a little strange. Like I can't really put my finger on it but like it maybe it was like too much trouble but like there's something about it that didn't really cut through that much to me there's a performance around this time there was a concert film of his his 1988 tour (laughs) and on that you see his bassist um on one of the songs he has like a bit of a bass solo Mm -hmm. and the way he plays is very kind of like slap bassy and you know it's very kind of high up the neck like he's mm-hmm. really playing high notes on the bass and it sounds like prince is doing a similar thing where he's not really using the, the kind of the low end of the bass he's really kind of slapping at the very kind of top of the neck um and i think that's kind of the sound that you're hearing mm. uh, and why it doesn't quite because it does it, a lot of this song even though there is a bass playing there's no really low end to it it's all there's a lot of kind of high stuff um there's some of the keyboard where you can kind of hear it playing some of the chords like lower down but there's no mm. real kind of like thick bass on this it's it's kind of very kind of trebly um you know and i think that's kind of what you hear in the bass mm. is certainly like he, he seems to really push the treble up on it doesn't he i really uh, anytime there's a bass solo i automatically uh love it and so this is kind of cutting ahead but this is for me a five out of five because 
bass solo is a rare thing, and I, I, I just love a, a bass solo because not a lot of people even think to do one. And, and it's funny actually because you know when Prince toured, um, you know there were certain songs that he played that would have like p- points where the band could do solos. Um, and, and in the 1987 concert film, um, there's a point where the band do a song by Charlie Parker called Now's the Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly because Eric Leeds was a fan of Charlie Parker. So, you know, that's why they're doing the song. Mm-hmm. And during that, each each of the members get like a little solo. So you have like a little guitar solo um, by Michael Weaver. Then you have a bass solo by Levi. Then you have, you know, like, a you know, the, the saxophone has a solo. There's a little bit of a trumpet solo. And then it finishes with Sheila E doing like a four minute drum solo. <laughs> um <laughs> And that song only exists because Prince needed to go off stage for a costume change. Um, <laughs> so, which is something that he would do quite a lot on some of his. If you ever watch any live stuff of Prince, there's points where the band get like a spotlight for five minutes, and it's because Prince has got to go off stage to change clothes. Um, but yeah, so you know, I guess Prince enjoyed having bassists come on and do you know solos, um, and you know, I, I like I say, yeah, you know. It is a very kind of trebly bass solo, which is kind mm-hmm. of a weird thing to say because it's you know it's a lot of stuff in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do. I I really like that bass solo, um, and I kind of like the, the kind of keyboard break just because it's a little bit kind of you know it's it's almost like Prince just kind of messing with the sounds on the keyboard, which I think is something that is quite fun. In fact, it it's mm-hmm. really weird because um, you know Doctor Fink was still in the band at this point, so uh, who was Prince's keyboardist, and it sounds a little bit like some of the solos that Doctor Fink would do. Hmm. Um, but you know a lot is known about kind of the production of this album and it's definitely just Prince by himself so maybe Dr. Fink sounded hmm. like Prince rather than the other way around was Prince like a very what's the sort like he, he was very intent on recording like record of everything like keeping track of like who was on what uh, who was on what track and like what part they did and like just keeping track of literally everything. I mean, I, I mean, he had, uh, you know, he had a couple of archivists who worked at Paisley Park who kind of kept track of everything that was recorded. I mean, uh, the funny thing about Prince is a lot of his band members have, you know, they've pointed out that, um, you know, Prince could play anything they played better. Hmm. So if they, you know, obviously the only reason that Prince ever had bands most of the time was just because if he's touring, he can't play all the instruments. <laughs> but you know, there were times where you know, you know, particularly bassists or guitarists would be like, if you're playing something and Prince doesn't feel you're doing your best, he would literally come over and go, "No, this is how you're meant to play it," and he would play it better than you could ever play <laughs> it. And so, so it was always kind of like. You know, you know that you're always in the Prince's band. You're always like the second best bassist, the second best guitarist, the second best keyboardist. You know, the the best of those is is the one out front, and it's only really you know he couldn't play saxophone or trumpet, so you know most of the horns were mm-hmm. always kind of safe um, in that mm. respect. Do you play drums too? Yes, in fact, uh, during the 1987 Sign of the Times, you know, concert film, there's a point where um, Prince is doing "It's Going to Be a Beautiful Night." Uh, which itself kind of turns into a jam because mm-hmm. it's you know it's like a nine minute song and about four minutes of that is just the band kind of like jamming. So there's a point during it's going to be a beautiful night where mm-hmm. um, Prince he he like he does this thing where he he starts clapping and the whole band start clapping and the drums stop mm-hmm. and he goes up to the drum riser and he high fives with like um, Sheila mm-hmm. E and she comes down and he sits behind the kit and he starts playing the drums. <laughs> Um, but I mean, he's let's put it like this: Prince was a competent drummer, mm-hmm. but he always had better drummers. Like any of the drummers in Prince's bands, particularly like Sheila Ree, you know, she's she's mm-hmm. uh, you know a kind of you know a percussionist. She's she's way more than just a drummer. And so you know, it was rare that Prince had a drummer who 
you know, who he was better than. But for pretty much every other instrument other than the horns, he was always the best in the band and everybody else had to kind of, um, you know, kind of live up to that. Mm. But yeah, I mean, for me, I would say also this is a five out of five. You know, yeah. I love it when Prince just kind of decides to kind of go off and be crazy. And, and I, I just kind of love the fact mm. that on this album, he was just like, yeah, let's do a seven minute instrumental kind of for no reason. <laughs> um, you know, and I just I like to think of the idea of it's It's like the 9th of December and Prince is like, uh, you know, he's already recorded two songs that day. And then he's like, what should I do next? Oh, I'll just record like a jazz instrumental of myself, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I, it's kind of it's a really fun song, um, you know. And, and the fact that kind of it opens with this weird kind of crowd noise mm-hmm. as well, like, you know, and the fact that Prince is kind of like slurring and stuff mm-hmm. when he's trying to come onto Cat. I just love all those kind of touches. It's This is kind of, you know, the stuff from around this time of like 86, mm-hmm. 87 is like some of my favorite Prince stuff. Um, you know, so it was mm-hmm. nice that kind of the Black Album eventually got a release yeah. and people were, you know, kind of able to hear it. On the tour, I played the Charlie Parker song. Yeah. I remember my grandpa, he he grew up in New York City and he went. He was in high school in the 50s and he saw uh, like Charlie, he got, he would go to a jazz club and he saw like Charlie Parker and Thelonious Monk and people like that play like every weekend. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's the thing with Prince is, you know, uh, the people who were in his band, a lot of the times they ended up kind of influencing Prince as much as Prince kind of influenced other people. Mm. So, you know, kind of, I feel like Prince would never have done something like this, you know, like two years earlier before he'd met Eric Leeds. You know, this is this is clearly the influence of Eric Leeds and that kind of jazz stuff uh, kind of coming in. Um, it, sh- it should kind of go without saying that Prince never really performed this song live. You know, he did mm-hmm. it, he did it a little bit in kind of like 2002. And on the, um, uh, on the Sign of the Times tour, he would do It's Going to Be a Beautiful Night, like I said, as like a jam, and a little bit of kind of this would end up being incorporated into that, um, but only like, you know, 30 seconds of it. Um, but yeah, so, you know, he performed it a little bit in 2002, and and that's it, you know, he didn't... And, you know, nobody has covered this. Hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's not really like a song that I would expect anyone to kind of cover. I guess, you know, there might be like a kind of... I don't know, like there might be like a big band or something that mm. does like Prince songs and they they might kind of cover it one day, um, you know, because I could see this being arranged in like a big band setting and kind of working, um, you know, with the different kind of spotlights on the instruments. Uh, but, you know, it's just Prince by himself kind of just messing about, um, you know, and that's kind of one of the more fun things that Prince would do occasionally. You know, a, a lot of those songs are still in the vault, but sometimes he would just put one on an album just, you know, to kind of show people that he wasn't completely serious and he did have a bit of a sense of humour. And I think that's something that kind of comes through in this song is, you know, it's a little bit silly. Uh, and like we said, there's no real kind of structure to it. It just feels like all of a sudden Prince is like, oh yeah, this is this is a bass solo now, or, or this is a keyboard thing, or you know, there's going to be a little bit back and forth between the keyboard and bass. Like it doesn't really feel like he had a plan. It just feels like he he kind of, you know, just went back and forth and just kind of decided, you know, which instruments he was going to kind of mess about with that day. Yeah. Um. So you know, I feel like we said about as much as we can about this song. So. Uh, let's go to any plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Spencer? All right. Um, I have a podcast called High and Low, a Kershaw podcast, where me and Joel from Please Don't Send Me Outer Space, and I think he was on some early episodes of um, this podcast too. Yes, he was on. He was on an early episode. He has. He's only been on one episode oh. so far. Uh, maybe he'll return hmm. later. Yeah, but uh, me and him do a podcast going over um, every Kershaw movie, and we pair it with another Japanese movie from that same year, and. Um, we aren't experts on any stretch for us fans. Uh, between the two of us, only one of us have taken any film classes, and uh, 
So it's not academic, it's just very casual. It's accessible, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a fun time. Like, we have guests like Gene Radcliffe, I'm not, and Shan Camp has been on there, and uh, Lindsay Busco, some other people on Twitter, at High and Low Pod, and, and Facebook, High and Low, a Kershaw podcast, has its own separate page. Uh, Twitter is the best way to really uh, uh, talk to your show. Well, it's my account, really, but it's all the show's account. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us. Not sure why you would, unless you've done a cover of this track. Then by all means, do email me at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest, uh, Spencer. You're welcome. And otherwise, goodbye. (laughs) 